Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Contact Keller's today and get your yard cleaned up before that dirty old man winter comes. I hate to say it, but he's on his way. The mornings are cold. They're frigid. I don't like it. I'm turning the uh, the steering wheel warmer on. I'm, I'm putting the seat warmers on. It's, it's just miserable. But contact Keller's today. And if you're looking for snow removal services during the winter months, they can take care of that for you too. Do not break your back this winter and leave the heavy lifting to the professionals at Keller's family owned and operated. Their team is looking forward to serving you Keller's garden center and landscaping services located on Kern street in Exeter near blue ribbon dairy. Find them on social media to learn more. Brendan Starr, how are you? Good, good. What's up? Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. Yeah, I was I was excited to do this one. I've gotten a couple uh, of these out of the way, and uh, it's always good to you know try to reach out to new guys doing their thing and share my story and where I'm at currently with uh, my music career. Yeah, I love when new people reach out to me, um, just because obviously I can't keep track of everybody who's uh, creating music because there's so many, um, and there's uh, so many of you guys doing great and uh, uh, cool things. And when you send me the song and I listen to it, I'm like, wow, this is really good. And uh, it seems that you've had some uh, success over the past couple of weeks when uh, since you released that song. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, you want to talk about that? The bay is trending very well. Just the numbers. So, like, I don't, I don't know. It's doing something on YouTube, that's for sure. I mean, I'm not running really too many campaigns on it. It's kind of been a lot of natural uh, views. So, I, gonna, I mean, that's kind of cool. I was going to ask you. The single's called "Top of the World," um, and the uh, video on YouTube uh, currently has uh, twenty thousand streams. Uh, or views, or whatever you want to call it, and um, yeah. so when this gets posted, probably in the next week or so, you'll probably be even higher than that. Um, you know, what could you contribute the success to be? I mean, you said you haven't really run campaigns, but I mean, you're doing something, right? Um, I think um, the song is just uh, when I'm looking at the the demographic and like all the little statistics of it and who's watching it. I see a lot of uh, younger demographic as well checking it out. Um, I, I feel like the song just it hits a certain way. Like the beats, it's got that, you know, the beat comes in, it's a real heavy kick at the beginning, kind of like a Eye of the Tiger anthem. It's very anthem-y. Um, When I wrote the song, that was the idea. Is I wanted it to translate where it can be used in like a sporting event. Um uh, it almost could be like a workout song, just a positive message behind it as well. You know, I'm just talking about, <clears throat> you know, I just want that one shot, you know, everybody wants that one shot, whatever they're doing their, 
their dreams, whether they're trying to pursue a football career or be a dancer, entertainer, musician, whatnot. Um, I, I just basically say, I, I want that one shot, whatever it's going to take. Uh, but I'm also going to know where I came from and stay uh, humble and true to myself and not let, you know, the fame consume me. That's never really been my my thing. You know, I just want to get out on the road and be able to share my stories and <clears throat> my gifted talent. You know, I'm a natural singer, but I come from a third generation of musicians. So I'm like the third generation drummer, singer in my family. I'm the more rock pop guy. I've been around country music all my life. So trying to trying to switch the regime there out of the yeah. musicians in the family. <laughs> yeah, it's not country. That's for sure. Yeah. So how long have you been doing this for? Um, I mean, I, I'd say, you know, since my early teens, I've been, been in a lot of punk rock, heavy metal bands, stuff like that. Um, but I was always the key, like songwriter in them as well. Never the front man. And I always played drums, but I always sang too. I used to always wear a headset when I, when I sang, but I was the one writing most of the songs. But I never had the chance to be a front man until like I just called it quits on the drums one day. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go record like a three song demo. And a couple of demos later <clears throat> until I got, got to this one, which I, uh, it's, it's finished now. It's getting a couple of editing and mixing. And this album is nine songs. It, will be released january 27th so we're coming up pretty pretty soon it's coming fast <laughs> yeah it'll be Christmas but, uh, before you know it i know right um the cd release show for that is going to be at love drafts in mechanicsburg pa so okay real, it's not announced yet so you're literally like the second person that would know um, okay. besides friends and family but as far as making an announcement i haven't made anything on facebook yet because it's I want to get uh, the next video out of the way that's going to be supporting the album and a uh, uh, professional flyer designer for all the bands and co-headliner and all that good stuff. Sure. So, And how yep. many songs is it? Nine. Nine songs. And you're doing the um, <clears throat> the current 2022 method of releases. You're, you're doing kind of, you know, singles every six, eight weeks or so. Yeah, um, I'm also going to try to follow the older trend, too, um, where in the early 2000s, bands didn't release a song until after like three months. Right. You know, I, I'm going to test those waters out. I, uh, I was never been keen on oversaturating my music, you know, um, like top of the world. OK, so we're a week, a month and a week into that song's release. And it's doing very well. Uh, and then because I have a publicist, so I go off of what she says too, when she's like, you know, let's try to push this, you know, let's push this into Christmas time. See where we're at with the, the trending numbers and whatnot. You know, cause I'm kind of, I'm kind of all for that testing those waters, but I mean, I will tell you, I already have another song already in the works. It's a, it's a remake song. I'm going to announce that right now too. Um, that's coming out December second right after thanksgiving i did a remake of richard marks uh should have known better oh cool yep i'm really big really big in the 80s i get a lot of influence from the 80s music my idols are steve perry journey um so yeah i mean 
kind of answer your question on both ends there. I will be releasing music often, but I think one of my things that I like to do is I like to pick some of the most rarest uh, songs and recreate them and make them more modern. Um, It could be anything like, I'm not saying I'm going to do this, but uh, it could be a song by uh, the the group Simply Red, which is like a group from the 80s. They did a song called Holding Back the Years, a real popular, like top 40-ish pop, but recreate it give it a little alternative rock blend, make it more modern now where like maybe it'll translate to uh, today's youth, but they may not know the song cause it's like almost 30 years old. Right. I mean, I'm all about really like digging deep catalogs of songs and releasing them in between like my originals just to kind of stay relevant, but I don't want to go down the route where I'm being oversaturated as well. I mean, yeah, it's, it's I weird. It's weird, right? Yeah. And I'm, I'm the same way with shows. I, I'd rather be out on the road hitting hitting East Coast tour or something than playing, you know, all the venues around my surrounding area within like an hour. I mean, that may work for some people. I just, I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it may work if, I guess, if you're a cover band or something. But I don't know. I feel like it's like a whole nother subject. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's um I don't envy uh musicians. Um it's like it's ha- it's hard. It's hard to like <clears throat> get noticed, it's hard to get your songs in front of people. It's I mean the the world in general is just it's 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 a lot, right? So Yeah. Um you know what what genre would you say that your music is is a part of? I'm going to go either way with the top 40 uh top 40 pop or rock. Um, the album definitely has like two really big pop songs, possibly three. Um, cause I don't, I don't want to like, just like stick with like, like whole albums just gotta be like alternative rock. So, I mean, I can just say like, it's strictly like alternative, but it goes both ways. Like I, I can release a, a rock single and a pop single on the same day and then just see what happens, see what sticks to the wall, you know? The best of both worlds on this record. And you said your your the the generation before you was kind of country and things like that. How did you find this this sound and this this style? Um, I guess because I was like the you know the one in the family. My uh, my uncle was the drummer, and he sang, played drums. That's kind of like where I got the whole drummer singing thing. I just thought it was cool, and I, I wore a headset all the time. And then my 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 grandfather and my grandmother went to uh, like Nashville and they did like a record and my uncle also went to Grand Ole Opry. Um, I guess something translated with uh, just hard rock, heavy metal. Um, I just remember being over at my cousin's house when I was like five or six, and he had like uh, we'd sneak in his room, my other cousin, and. Uh, he just had this awesome stereo system. I don't even know if they make them anymore. Remember Serwin Vega? No. There's they're like home stereo. They're just massive. We go in his room when he was at home and he had like, uh, I remember he had Offspring. I think it was Ash. He had Pantera, Vulgar Display. And I was like, what is this? I mean, it was just like, you know, pounding, you know, this heavy stuff. You know, we played like Walk and all that. I'm like, oh man, this is just like killer. 
I don't even know what to call it. I just know I'm getting all wound up. And, and then that's kind of like what started with the drums. And uh, oh, he had like White Zombies' first album. And that was actually the first record I ever got. That's an official CD I ever owned was uh, White Zombies' first CD. Okay. But when, but yeah, when it came time to the pop stuff, I think it was the early 90s, early 90s house music, like Vanilla Ice and Real McCoy and all that stuff. I, I love that Euro pop music too, Ace of Bass. It's weird because you don't you don't really see it in me because I don't you know I don't really talk about it much, but it does have an influence in my uh, my runs and the way I uh, do some of my har- harmonies because I'm very R and B ish, but then I can go right into like a, a rock run. So on on this record, I know you don't really hear it. You might hear it some little bit in my delivery on uh, Top of the World in the verses. It's very built around the drum beat so i tend to write off the drums too but um to answer your question there the whole country thing never it just never really stuck man um i guess because it was so forced so much that i had to go to carnivals you know going to this concert or that and i'm like yeah yeah my, my uncle's here he's playing he's uh you know in that country band over there and then you know as I got older, my dad got me a drum set, and that's when the whole band stuff started happening. But it's cool though, because obviously that like had a a place in you know <clears throat> starting your interest and in starting the uh, the thought of of you know doing music, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's cool. Yeah. Uncle uh, props, you know, because it was never for his drum set. Being that my uh, my grandpa was a he was a car salesman too, so he had his drum set set up in a in the back room of the car lot where I guess, you know, you practice. I wasn't allowed to touch it. He had like a nice, like Tama, a Tama or some like, that. And I just remember my dad tell me, hollering at me for touching it. I remember sitting behind it and then I got hollered at and I'm like, Oh man, what is this? I knew it was like drums, but I was like, never allowed to touch it again <laughs> until like one day my uncle let me come on stage and like demo it for like three minutes. And then he kicked me off cause I was being too loud. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Now, how old are you? You don't have to tell me if you don't want to. You look young, but I feel like by the 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 bands that you were, were mentioning, you might be closer to my age. Yeah, I will. I don't like telling my age. Uh, you don't you have know. to. You don't have to. Yeah. You can tell me off air if you want to. But I, I also have a very wide uh, catalog when it comes to music. Right. I've been in school. A few people used to always call me the walking jukebox, just because I, I had such a wide range of knowing music or being able to answer somebody's question. I used to have people come up to me and ask me, Hey, who sings this song? Or, you know, somebody randomly messaged me on Facebook, like, just like, Hey, there's a song on this record. Uh, who sings that? Is this, this band or that? I don't get it too often now, but I used to get it all the time. Or have, somebody wants to sing it. I have this weird talent, a quote unquote talent. It's useless, but um, if I have the album, um, I can usually tell you, you know, what year it came out, down to the month, sometimes even down to the week, and believe it or not, sometimes down to the exact day. Wow, it's weird. I think like that, I can tell you. Okay, I think there was three records that I bought all on the same day, and I had to. I had to reserve them or pre-order them 
<clears throat> they were all three. Two of them were Universal Republic records. And the other one, uh, I'll tell you all the bands because you may have heard them. So the one <clears throat> was called Speak No Evil. They only had one record with Universal, I guess. They just weren't getting the right push. The other one was 40 Below Summer. Um, they were signed to, yeah, see, I can remember all this stuff now. They were signed to like uh, Sean Cran, Clown of Slipknots, like little side label, No Name or something like that. Uh, and then, of course, the other one was Flaw, which I'm still really good friends with those guys. Are you really? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I fucking love that band. You do? Well, I fucking you, love that band. But this is going to be, well, we can save this for later in this, but uh, I put on a big uh, music festival. I started the first one back in May. It's called Rock on a Hill, and it's in South Hanover, my hometown. Something, it's all funded nonprofit. I mean, I'm the promoter of the whole thing, but it's always something I wanted to do as a musician. Um, I did go to Hack for a little bit for music business, but you know, one of my things was always to be like an A and R for a label or a promoter. Dude, I wanted to I, be that when I was in, when I was in college. Nice. That's awesome. They played defense. You'll have to uh, go like the page. It's Rock on the Hill Music Festival. Or I can I can put it in your inbox. Um, Rock on the Hill. They were the, um, they were the first one out of the three. It was them, Jimmy's Chicken Shack, and then Tantric was the headliner. And then like freaking like 25 other bands. It was so chaotic. This year it's going to be 20 bands. But I can tell you another announcement, the first for you. For you. Because it's oh. not announced on. Getting so uh, I. I'm gonna have flaw back again. It's just not um it's not official yet because of contracts. But I mean it's official because Chris confirmed it with me that he wants to come back. They actually played uh in Scranton, uh, which is where <clears throat> I kind of am in the middle of Scranton and Wilkesbury. Uh it had to have been pre pandemic, so I wanna say twenty nineteen. And I forget why I couldn't make it, but uh, I missed that. Um the you know, the album Through the Eyes was like when that oh, came yeah. out, when that came out, I think it was like oh one. Oh yeah, I think you're. Oh um, one, um, endangered species would be oh four. Oh four, right? Yep. Yeah, both yeah. records are recorded David Bottrell. That's why the mix and master is so phenomenal on them. I just, I love. I don't know what it was about that band. I don't know if it was the melodies or just I, like. Um, trying to think of some of the songs. Uh, uh, I don't know. There were just like, it was just such a, I don't know how to explain it. It was just so good. It was, I, I just, I remember like my freshman year of college, like. They, they would, they would call it melodic core. I mean, it was, it was really just a melodic new metal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hate it when people always say, oh, this is new metal. Why? Because they're using a seven string, mm-hmm. you know, because there's a band has a seven string guitar. There was metal bands back in the day that were using seven string guitars. Right. It was a song. Um, I think it was like "Best I Am." Oh yeah, that was number. That was number ten, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think. All the other songs on that album. <clears throat> Reliance is a nasty one. That's at the end. Um, My letter was a great one. Amendment is one. That's that's a really good one. I used to have that shirt. It was a gray flaw shirt. And I remember getting in trouble in school and I tried to be sneaky with it. And I put a piece of electric tape on the words. So it was the lyrics were on it, had the flaw stamp 
And then it said, um, I think it said below is the first set of lyrics said we are were or we are recipients of hate. And then back across the shoulder blades, side to side, it said motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I took the tape. I took a piece of tape and, you know, part of it. Nah, I mean, the, the principal had it out for me. Because I always was always the funny guy. And, you know, I, I got along with a lot of people in school, but I was an easy target because, you know, I'd show up at school. I'd take a half day just so I can go get a tattoo and, and show up at school. They didn't, they didn't like stuff like that. That's the like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't a bad I wasn't a bad kid, but I would get in trouble because of stuff like that. And you know, they give me a school suspension for tardies and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they that's still a, thing that. <laughs> they had a quota to meet, you know? <laughs> yeah, been there like, oh yeah, we we caught you skipping school, so you gotta sit in a little cell a cell block of cardboard. Yeah. And they'll give you work. It's so torture. Especially for kids that are not like really that bad in school. Just because I break a couple of rules, I'm locked up for a week yeah. away from society. <laughs> I actually had Hugo on this uh, show as well at one point. Yeah, 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 because yeah, I checked out your stuff. Yeah, yep. that was an interesting interview. Um, he disappeared on me for <laughs> a few minutes. It was weird. Uh, oh, but, just... and, oh, he was <laughs> he was a little all over the place. I mean, but he's kind of always like that. Yeah, when it was I, fun. I was—I I didn't know what to expect. I mean, like I've had the uh, a great opportunity to talk to a lot of bands that like I grew up listening to, which is like blows my mind that I would even get uh, <clears throat> entertained. I guess you could say, but like you know, Cold and Tantric and the Verve Pipe and Everclear. Yes. Oh man, I wouldn't mind talking to him because I was going to do. Uh, it never really happened, but I was going to do a, a remake uh, of uh, the Freshman. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think how I'd really want to do it. Um, it'd be more modern, maybe, maybe some, uh, a little bit more like, uh, electronics with it or something. I know the way I sing it, it's not raspy. I don't, I don't use a raspy tune with it at yeah. all. That'd be awesome though. I, w- I would love to hear your take on that song. Cause I don't know that I've ever heard, you know, you'd think of uh, such an iconic song would have a lot of, um, covers of that. And I don't think that I've ever heard one yet you can see a very old video on my youtube page i kept this one video from that there's a show on there from a long time ago um that i I did that live and you kind of you kind of hear me do it i kept it up there because you know i want people to see where where i came from how how much i developed as a singer so I'll say it's good, but where I'm at right now, I'm like light years away from vocally, just from practicing and sure. trying new things with my vocals. But yeah, well, if you want to see a freshman cover, it's not like a remake, but we did a cover and these guys that were playing for me on the, my YouTube page. Okay. Scroll down the bottom would be like the first video. Yeah, and not, I mean, and not, I have, not just like a cover like that, you know, you hear at a, at a bar or, or, or just anybody doing, but just even like a, like a professionally done, like, um, you know, you see a lot of artists these days, like remaking songs, you know, and I thought, you know, that might be a song that people might kind of gravitate to, but I haven't heard anybody do that. So I'll have to check yours out. I definitely have to make note of that. <laughs> I got it. It's on my paper here. 
But uh, you said where you're from. Uh, you're from Hanover, PA. And uh, it's funny because when you message me, I'm like, oh, he's from Hanover, PA. <clears throat> and I'm like, I don't think he's from the Hanover, PA that I'm thinking of, which is 20 minutes from where I live. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That- yeah. Near and around, uh, you know, the Wilkes-Barre Scranton area. Uh, I feel like I would have heard of your of your name um, had you been around that area. But Hanover, PA, that you're from is what? It's a little south of like Harrisburg, kind of close to Gettysburg. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gettysburg's like 30 minutes away and York is, you know, like 25 minutes away. So, I mean, you have like, what? what's the scene like down there? Obviously, I, I believe fuel came from York, right? When I talked to Brett a while back, he told me that fuel just spent a lot of time in the Harrisburg area, but they're originally, I think, don't quote me on this. I want to say they're originally from like the Tennessee area or something. Hmm. But I do remember they, they did spend a lot of time in PA, and that's why everybody thought they were a PA based band. I think they yeah. just were like in PA, but they weren't started up out of PA originally. Oh man, you're you are uh, you're blowing up, you're blowing shit up right now. I know. PA people are like, oh yeah, we we've uh, <clears throat> and if I, like before, but when I actually talked to Brett before, you know, he did uh, it was like one of the last runs he did with them before they regrouped and got the new singer. They played a show down in Hagerstown, and uh, I got to talk to him for a little bit down there. And he told me because I asked him, I said, he told me, said you guys is like. You know, are you based out of Harrisburg? What was the whole like story behind that? And, and uh, I can't remember word for word, but I know he said it's not, they're not, never were like a PA band. They just did play a lot of runs through PA. So I don't know if they were staying in PA, but I'm, that seems to be like a, a Wikipedia search on that. <laughs> You're breaking my heart right now. I don't know, like, if somebody said, oh, no, Live's not from York, they're from California because, you know, the singer doesn't live in PA anymore. Yeah. Unless he's dead. Is, but, uh, so I used to work for a radio station called Rock 107. We were going to celebrate our 40th anniversary. Um, 40th anniversary was February 12th, I believe, of 2020. Um, we have a we had a Rock 107 birthday bash every year, um, like in April, and Fuel was going to play that. Obviously, COVID you know ruined everything, um, but I, I believe, or, or maybe not the whole band, but like most of the original members were kind of back together at that point. Do you know if they're like, uh, are they are they back together now or no? Um, uh, I've seen them twice before, Brett stepped away um so brett's out they when i seen them it was all it was just brett and it was all other guys like two of them were from other bands that tour uh unless he got some of the guys during that time frame you seen them because i would have seen them before covid i right. saw them up at penn's, penn's peak penn's peak yeah there. yeah i was at that show it was them and like Marcy's Playground and like Dishwalla. <laughs> That's probably it was an awesome show. Yeah. So is Brett is Brett in it or no? Is he is he back out? No, I think he's I think he's done. I don't know what he's doing. Because hmm. now it's all the original. It would be the second drummer, I believe, and the original guitar player, 
And then I think the other two guys, obviously the singers knew. So that's weird because like, <clears throat> so I feel like in, when you're in bands, like you can replace, you know, guitar players, drummers, bass players, things like that. But once you remove the lead singer from a band, I think it's hard to come back from. And I mean, there was, I think it was 2007, people put out an album, August, maybe August, like middle of August. Um, I forget what it was called, but it had a different lead singer. I thought that was a good effort. I don't know how many members of the band were still, um, you know, original members at that point. It was a new lead singer, but I liked the, uh, the band's album they put out a lot, actually. Um, different than the original Fuel stuff, but um, still decent. But like, I feel like once you lose that front man, that face, that voice, you kind of lose like the band. Was that fair yeah. to say? Yeah. I mean, I give credit to Chris Foles for keep pushing the flow name. Obviously, I'll never get to see the original lineup. I mean, there was, you know, they all have some differences between each other. But it's just Chris. It's a, just a whole band behind him. But I, I, I appreciate that he still wants to keep. He he knows deep down inside that the flaw stuff will always still have its core fan base. And he's just going to keep going with it and doing new records and whatnot. But like you're saying, like when they take the singer away, it, it does do something different. I mean, the new the new guy they got now, he's good. He's doing his thing with him with fuel. Yeah. Um, it's funny with fuel because if I turn around here right now, I don't know if you won't be able to make it out. A good friend of mine that he he uh, passed away a good bit ago. He left me a, a gift. This one photo I'm pointing here is Fuel's first. Uh, I believe it's their first press photo they okay. used sent out to agents and it's signed that's the whole original band on that one right there on that's i guess mm, you're far left that you're looking at me I can see you. <laughs> you're back yeah because i'm looking in the screen yeah and like that's an ozzy autograph oh nice and then if, you can't see the autographs because you know them old promos were always black and white yeah because all's promo you can't see it on the other side of the wall but i have a nice little flaw set up over here it's got I managed to snag the endangered species. Do you remember them 10 by eight? They're not 10. It's a weird size. They would do the album cover and it's like this yay big. And they would have them. A lot of bands would have them back in the day. They would, you could buy this like thing you could frame of the album cover. And it was an odd size. It was like a 12 by 16. It was cardboard, but it was the whole cover of the cover art. Well, I had the endangered species. And then somehow later on on eBay, I snagged it. The, Guys, so I had them in frame, and then in the middle, it's not autograph. I wish it was Flaws uh, promo, eight by tens in the middle of all the original members. Basically, that back album artwork where all the members are on the back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's cool. So, so I mean, but, going back to the question I had for you, I mean, like yeah, yeah. I feel like that's kind of like a melting pot, like where you're from, like York and Harrisburg. Like, there's like a, a scene in that area that um, you know a lot of great music has come out of. Um, and, and there's a, I think a couple of venues that, that down your way that are pretty, uh, pretty neat. Um, and still active. Um, I'd say the Mechanicsburg Harrisburg is just like killing it right now. Yeah, yeah for sure. I'm, I'm down here all by myself, but, uh, <laughs> once I'm, you know, get the album, I'll be making my way up there and 
joining the rest of these bands. Obviously, I'm going to be the most different one coming in because a lot, there's a lot of metalcore, harder stuff. Um, I mean, you got Eternal Frequency, uh, Defiant. There's this yeah. one band uh, called Dinosaurs in Paris. They're pretty cool. I, I feel like they got this whole like new for, newfound glory, data remember type vibe about them. Blink One Eighty Two. Um, they're all kind of up that way. You know, they they play around Harrisburg a lot, and you know, love drafts. Uh, what is it? The the Capital Room, H Mac. Like, I'm hoping to get up that way and doing a lot of runs once we get this album out. It's all gonna depend, man. Like, I got two shows in December, and they're gonna be like my warm-up shows before the big release show at Love Drafts at the end of January. Yeah. Down cool? here, weird. Like in my area, it's a lot, it just might be some, some acoustic artists or some cover bands, but where I'm seeing like where things are really popping off is the Harrisburg Mechanicsburg area. It's like a cesspool right now. Anywhere for some hard rock, just like some metalcore bands and, they all are very uh, supportive of each other. And they all, you know, we'll play a lot of shows together. Yeah. That's what I've seen. That, I, these, I've... Some of these <clears throat> for the festival back in May. So that's how I've gotten to know a lot of these guys in these bands. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I had um, uh, two of the members from Eternal Frequency on. Um, yeah. They're great. That band's great. Uh, are you or is the uh, venue is it one point or one one center um, one center something like that yeah is that near you i don't know i don't know where that's at i don't know if that's in somewhere around harrisburg or Maybe i'm thinking yeah different, I, different city i know of it but i've never never seen it in person i've heard cool things about that place too or one point I mean, center or whatever it Oh, I, I want to say it's a staple venue right now. I mean, we don't have Chameleon Club anymore. I know. Um, it's of drafts, um, or you're going to go to the the Capital Room. I might be saying it wrong. Um, I'll also just call it HMAC and then the Capital Room, whatever. Now that yeah. they got Live Nation, like an affiliation with them, they're going to get bigger artists in because of Live Nation teaming up with them. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of great places down your way. I wish that was the case up here. Um, we never have like a lot of like bigger venues. We we have like <clears throat> some theater style venues here with FM Kirby Center, uh, which is like an eighteen thousand seat, but it's more of a theater. Um, yeah, we have, we have the uh, Sherman Theater, which is in Stroudsburg, which is like forty five minutes I'd from where I am. That's one place I'd love to get into. Yeah. I know the guy that works there. I'll, I'll hook you up with him. Um, yeah, I can give. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, there's just not a lot of places in in you know where I live. Like definitely have to travel at least you know four to five minutes to an hour to to see something. If it's not the FM Curry Center, which is like I said, an eighteen thousand or eighteen hundred seat theater, uh, we have the uh, the arena here, Michigan uh, Sun Arena. Um, but like. What I'm saying, like mid level, like like a, like a Sherman Theater, like a <clears throat> like a you know those kind of venues where you know artists like Buell would play at now or Flaw and things like that. Um, definitely have to travel these days. Are you close to East Stroudsburg? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, about forty five minutes away. 
one time. Oh, and it was it was a flaw show. I, I don't even think the place is there anymore, but it was called the Monster Factory or something. Monster Factory. Mm-hmm. And Flaw played there, and I remember they kicked, like, before he got there, a bunch of people got kicked out because they were drinking in the parking lot. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember it was, like, a pretty – you could have got, like, an intimate Flaw show. Now, that was, like, two-thirds of the members were in the band at that time. So I remember uh, the drummer, Chris, which I'm really close with, I let him use my drum set, so he had to set up. So he had to play on my drums. Nice. Yeah, the monster or something like that. Well, I feel like we keep talking about all these other bands. Let's get back to you. Let's get back to what what you're doing. Um, you got the new album coming out, nine song album, uh, January twenty seventh. <clears throat> Called Hopeless Romantic. Hopeless Romantic. All right. Um. You have the, the the song "Top of the World" out right now. It's doing really well. Great song. Um, I was listening to it on the way home tonight. Um, I listened to it obviously when you sent it to me. Listened to it a few times there uh, in between then and now. And um, when I was listening to it, I'm like, this sounds like a little bit of this and this. And uh, I was driving, so I didn't write it down. But I also don't like to compare um, artists to other artists just because, like, God forbid, if I say, "Oh, uh, you sound like." I don't know, name a band that you hate. <laughs> and uh, that was offensive to you. Um, right. But the song is really good. I mean, I'm not surprised that it's doing as well as it, as it is. I, I am. I, I would love to know what the secret is behind your success. Because trying to get action on YouTube is like a nightmare. So good for you. I'm, I don't use Spotify much. And I'm not. I don't think it's any bragging to say like I'm like at like 740 monthly listeners. I, I guess that's okay. I mean, I don't use Spotify. I may have used it one time because I'm so Apple savvy on everything. Okay. You know, those are all natural. I, I have some some curators, you know, trying to get me on some playlists. I do I do know that it's on like the top rock playlist on Spotify, which is great. I mean, you almost mm-hmm. have to listen to the whole thing at work or something to find my song because i believe it's like a lot i think it's like four hours of music or something i'm somewhere on there because i remember i scrolled down the list of artists and i'm I'm on there if like a day to remember uh i prevail so it could go from something like that and then into my song which i don't even know if this i guess this song would be played on like 105.7 or the regular rock radio i mean i don't hear up because it's just got i think the guitar tones just a little too uh riffy for uh top 40 pop radio sure yeah if anything i feel like it would run along the lines some beside like some of the older like imagine dragons or some yes. other like old oh. yes yes um now as far as those those playlists are concerned is that something that you are able to um kind of help facilitate getting on those lists or is that something that your publicist does for you how, how does that work yeah my publicist uh helped out with that that's sweet we had uh, it to um i can't remember the label it's a it's a it's a small label and i guess that's just what they do some i don't know the name of the label <laughs> i get so many emails now but they're out of like i think texas or something yeah well and, the reason uh, I, I asked that is because i i, I talked to you not only uh, you know, 
the national artists, but a lot of artists that are trying to <clears throat> be up and coming and, and get their stuff out there. So it's important for them to kind of hear about you know, how, how all that works and maybe, you know, get a publicist okay. works. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, uh, with the publicist deal, that was um, a good friend of mine that I met years ago at a Papa Roach show on my birthday. And uh, I just stayed in touch with them. And one day I was like, hey, you want to hear some of my new stuff off my album? And I was like, I sent him a handful because he was just digging it. And then he's just like, man, do you got any PR person? I said, no, man, just get ready and get this stuff going. And then we just linked up with her. She's out of Philadelphia. And she's already got like a good roster of bands she works with, like Blues Traveler, Candlebox, Fear Factory, um, Steve, Steve Vai. Yeah. And so I sent her a couple of my songs that she liked it and, you know, and she's not just going to take on, you know, Joe's garage band or anything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It really worked like that. You know, you may want a publicist, but it, does the publicist like your stuff or if it's just not for them, you know, cause it might be another publicist that is going to be having more open ear towards just strictly metal or hardcore music. Um, She's seen something in my music she really liked, and you know I'm glad she did. You know, it's not like she's getting me on the tour or anything next week, but happy for what we got so far with the the publicity stuff we got. I mean, I just had a nice article done the other week about me from a former Billboard writer, and he did a nice review on a song, and it was pretty much hit the nail on the head explaining how the song is very anthemic and can be played in arena, very mm -hmm. arena. I'm like, dude, this guy's awesome. He just pretty much summed the whole song up in like a couple sentences. So, but yeah, the, the publicist did, does help to get the, got it to the the curator team. It just sucks because then the cur curator team, you know, they got to get paid to, to, to do their work, to get you on playlists. Right. Cause then they got to, they got to talk to the person that started the playlist in the first place and submit the music over to them. So I, really, I don't really know how all that stuff works. I just know it's a lot of probably like talking back and forth and s sending, you know, songs back and forth. And and then if it, they like it, I guess it makes the playlist. From what I've, what I've heard from you is like, <clears throat> you're kind of old school in that. It's like, if you could make a record, put it out and it be heard by the masses, that's how you would do it. Uh, as opposed to, like, as opposed to like this, like, streaming services apple spotify things like that how do you feel about those those streaming services do you do you see them as a tool and um, something that can be beneficial to you or do you see it as this space that's just extremely oversaturated and this this area that is just so hard to break into if you don't have a team working for you like a publicist and, and getting you on these playlist i i think it's great but i also feel like it does take a long time to get noticed so many people have their music out there and when you're getting plays um i mean i have people that are playing my stuff on youtube and i'm like wow i forgot that youtube has a music service right like they'll just like let it let it run on youtube when they're working or something and um I just think like the, the, the payout payout's just not enough. Yeah. If you're not like a, if you're just making music, and you're submitting it. Um, and you're not like on the road and stuff, different guidelines there. But, um, 
I just wish the payout would just be a little bit better. You know, it's it's just like what is it like cents per play? I can't even remember. Yeah, it's like point zero 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 three or something like that. Yeah, so I try not to get get caught that. Um yeah, I believe it's very saturated with all these services, but uh you you get the music quicker than what it was 10, 15 years ago. I love CDs. CDs still have the best quality, but right. you know, with the technology is now you get new cars and them have uh, CD players. So then it's like, like when I go to get these CDs pressed, I'm only going to probably press a hundred because how do I know how many people are going to come to the show? Don't have a newer vehicle. and just is all like digital and USB and yeah. touchscreen, you know? No, you're absolutely right. And I mean, I, I love, and, and <clears throat> I'm thankful you said that, you know, the CD quality is like you can't get better than that because I have friends who will swear by uh, records and who will swear by you know whatever streaming platform. Like there's there's nothing better than a CD. Like you're not gonna get anything better than that, in my opinion. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I I have uh, my car's 2022. It's, it's like a Honda Civic or whatever, but. Nothing crazy, but yeah, no, no CD player. And I don't honestly in my home, I don't think I have a CD player. I don't. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, you're right. Um, I don't either. I mean, but then you always have your Xbox or your DVD player in the house. You can still pull it off. <laughs> I have a DVD player. It's not currently hooked up. Um, I have two children. Uh, my son is uh, almost five. So he rolls the TV and it's the streaming services. He and he watches YouTube kids and watches other kids do other weird shit. Um, so yeah, I don't even have the uh, DVD player hooked up, but uh, I know the film. I'm a big movie buff. I got the whole little like, you know, the library shelves stacked beside my TV. You know, I got the horror action section, the comedy sections over here. Dude, uh, I'm not so, taking them off because i'll be lazy and i want to i don't rely on the services but then the services sometimes suck and don't have what i'm looking for yeah. they won't all you're looking for it and then you want to go over and grab it off the shelf turn the player on oh my god i just wasted five minutes that's five minutes i could find it on the tv in like 30 seconds yeah, so i'm not streaming services the laziness behind it yeah like, i i fucked up like i used to ha- i used to have like this huge dvd collection like I would go into like a local record store where they have used CDs, you know, current CDs, used DVDs. I would go to FYE and I would buy. You look at the bin or or, uh, clearance, $9.99. Yeah, crazy stuff, right? Yeah. But my development just had like a a yard sale, like a community yard sale just recently, like maybe like four months ago. And um, I was like, I have these boxes of DVDs. And I hadn't even, I haven't even taken the boxes out of like uh, the garage because they were at a, in the garage at my old house. I was there from 2016. Now it's 2022. So over the course of six years, never opened the box. And so I'm like, well, you know what? I'm not going to like watch these. Like, let's just try and sell them. And I sold a ton of DVDs at this yard sale. And as each one went out the door and like, people were like, oh my God, I can't believe you have this. Like, I'll take this. I'll take that. I had a good collection. And um, 
I, I, it was like a piece of my heart like left every with every DVD that that a kid took. It's kind of cool seeing these kids like you know kind of like gravitate to certain things that I grew up with, and they you know they thought that was cool. And you know when I was you know a, a teen or whatever it was, and you know I'm old now. I'm gonna be, <clears throat> when this comes out, I will have turned forty already. Today is Wednesday. I have six days until I turn forty. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Wow. Chance the Libra. What's that? Chance the Libra line. I think the deadline already passed being a Libra. I'm a Scorpio. I'm a Libra. Okay. Scorpio. So yeah. you already made it right past it then. November first. So um. So yeah, like back to the DVD stuff, like. It broke my heart because like my goal was like, oh, I'll keep it when I have so when I have kids, like they can kind of rifle through them and maybe they'll find something. But I'm like, this is just taking up space. Maybe I should get rid of it. So I was like, just a, I was torn by it all. Um, I'm a, I'm a big uh, the hard copy guy. I used to buy D- or CDs forever until it got to the point where I was buying um, fifty dollars a week. $60 a week in, in CDs that I didn't ever really need. I would just go in the, the, the local record store. If I didn't have anything I wanted to get, I would still walk out with something. So I would go to the use section or whatever. And I would just flip through like, you know, what cover looked cool. And I would check out new stuff that way. Um, I miss doing that. I, mi- I miss, I miss that kind of um, the whole process behind it. Yeah. I miss doing that as well. And taking the CD over to like the little scan bar thing and loading the album up on the headphones and FYE. Yeah. I remember that's, yeah, I got hooked on red, the Christian rock band. I bought both their albums the first day I walked in. Cause it's, you know, it actually reminded me of flaw vibes because they were very melodic. And I remember scanning both of the albums. Cause I remember hearing them breathe, the breathe song, their first single. And I'm like, yep. okay, now it's come back to me. And I, I played some stuff off of their new album. I'm like, all right, I, just, I bought them both like right on the spot. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I saw Do red. That. I saw I saw red at Croc Rock. Croc Rock. Yeah, played there. I played one show there, but it was in down in the basement bar. If you want to call it that, basement. Yeah, it's it's sad to see that venue is no longer. It's uh. Is it gutted? Does it even have a stage I, in it? I think it's. I think it's. It was torn down. I think there's a like a oh. parking garage or some kind of office building there now. Oh wow! Is yeah. it was that near Cafe? There's that other venue called Sportsman's Cafe or something like that. That Maybe. venue that's open. <clears throat> I'm not sure. I was only there a handful of times. I saw honorary title there. I saw Eve Six there. I saw Red there. Um, that may have been it. I've only ever seen one show there, and that was because uh, I used to love Thirty Six. Still do is like they're like the I think the only band ever break out of Alaska. You might want to look that up. Who's metal, that? Metal Thirty Six Crazy Fist. They were signed to Roadrunner Records in the heyday of Roadrunner when Slipknot, Cold Chamber, Soulfly, Cold all those bands good. were yeah, all making all that. Big bucks for the label, thirty six yeah. crazy fist. Because I was that guy, I would go right to the website and look for all their new releases, and then I, w- I would write them down, and then I would go to that's where I go to Fye and like check them out. But uh, yeah, I went to see them. It was them, 
Napalm Death and uh, Devil Driver. So, Dez in that band. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. I only played for 15 minutes, so I was kind of mad. Hey, that's 15 minutes longer than some people. Yeah. <clears throat> so now, and we're again, we're back on other other bands. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting away from Brendan Starr. Yeah. So let's let's get back to you real quick, and then we'll wrap things up. But <clears throat> you know, you have a, a history. Your, your family has a history of uh, you know being musicians and playing in bands, and that's kind of where you you know saw it for the first time, and. and started you know kind of being a part of that life and you know what um outside of you know seeing your family members be in bands like what bands kind of uh, inspired you to you know start doing what you're doing now um i'd say lincoln park chester's one of my idols um on the pop side of things uh this is one's way out there, but like I love the stuff. And when I speak to you right now, my speaking voice never matches my singing voice. So when you actually get a chance when the record comes out, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, Savage Garden. Okay. Like, yeah. All- Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, Savage Garden. Oh shit. Okay. Hard to explain unless you're like a gifted singer and you know what I'm talking about. Like my vocal coach, when I go see him, like once once or twice a month, uh, he's like, he understands, but it just blows your mind because you, you hear how deep my voice is speaking to you. And then my singing voice is just the other side of the world. I think Steve, Steve Perry was like that as well. Steve Perry has a real low soft spoken voice. So, so you're all in You're you're, you're, <clears throat> you're seeking out outside help. You're, you're seeking uh, vocal lessons and things like yeah, that some of the stuff that i'm doing especially on this record um there's a there's a lot of like difficult runs and stuff that i did in the studio and i want to make sure my my technique is on point when i go play perform live so i mean that's awesome at least i know i'm, I'm well prepared and and because I'm not somebody that stands in one place on a stage. I'm very energetic, and I, I work the stage a lot. So one of my biggest things is I go into these songs. Am I going to be out of breath? You know, because I like to move around on the stage. Here I come like a big ballot where I got to stand in place. Am I going to have that extra supportive air when I got to hit them long runs? So I just think about stuff like that. I mean, I just performed at our 54th annual. Uh, they do a big pageant here in my town. And... Uh, it was sold out and I performed my one big ballad off the record called I remember it's, I say it's basically like Adele meets November rain from guns and roses. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Song is like Adele song, uh, just me and a piano. And then it was a climatic end where it just is a beautiful guitar solo. Um, that hating Calhoun, um, He's a guitar player of the band, if not for me. A really good uh, metalcore band from the Harrisburg area. They've been around for a while. He also runs sound for a lot of venues around that area and love drafts. But he uh, he mixed and mixed uh, and co-produced the record. That's where I recorded with him at his studio in Mechanicsburg. But yeah, his solo on there, man. Adele meets November Rain. 
then that'll probably be a single too. Just not anytime soon. Okay. Um, the next single that's going to be on the off the record, the song's called Gravity, and um, that's going to be a fun video. I'm actually super excited to do that video. I'm going to be a ghost in that video. Very cool. Yeah, the song's about um, just a toxic relationship, uh, domestic violence. It'll probably it'll have a good message to go along with it for uh, somebody going through domestic violence and seeking out some help. You know, that's good. Yeah. As far as your songs are concerned, I mean, like, do you pull from you know personal experiences? Do you write about you know you know you mentioned you know uh, domestic violence? Do you do you tend to write about things that <clears throat> are you know common in the world and 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 to kind of help people find a voice so to speak yeah um i tend to definitely write a lot of like relationship issue type songs um that's one of the reasons why the record's called hopeless romantic i'm just uh i'm just that lover boy type you know um that seems to be the topic always writing about like just songs about females or struggles and relatable stuff in that genre Sure. Um, there's another positive song on the record that can kind of follow up top of the world. That song's called Crossroads. Um, that talks about me being at a fork in the road before I did this record and, you know, taking a step aside, like, you know, I don't know which path I want to go. Don't want to go back to school. Don't want to give up being a musician, but it was the drive, you know, it just, it sparked and I'm like, what am I doing wasting my time? I got I got all these songs written and I know what my potential is and I know I definitely know now what my worth is. So that song's really good. It's kinda got this real like pop rock feel. It's moving a lot and it's got a nice anthem bridge in it. So that's just another one that like it could easy easily fall off top of the world and played live and it would just fit right in. So we got some ballads, got a couple popular ones on there. There's uh, Gravity's definitely like a top 40 rock radio song. There's another song on a record called Flatline. This is another rock one. So, dude, you're going to get like, it's so spread out. You got a few pop ones, and then you got these alternative ones spread out for the album. Then there's these two hard hitters that can just go right to rock radio. So... I'm definitely trying to mix it up and it's not, it's not that I'm doing it on purpose, but when that song comes and I know it's not fitting with a rock guitar, it sounds better if it's like some synthesizer on it and we put like some 808s to it, then, then it's going to go the other route of being a pop song. It's just because, you know, I can, I can do the whole rock mentality with the pop edge. So I don't want to like, you know, pigeonhole myself to one genre. Sure. That worked out for adultery really well. I mean, if you go back and listen to the catalog of his stuff, he has some songs that he did the whole pop popular thing and then he went back to the rock. Yep. So kind of would like to fall. He was supposed to replace the lead singer of live, wasn't he? Yeah. He had an opportunity to, and he said, no, that worked out well for him. Something with live. And then he got asked to do fuel too, before they got that other guy. When Brent didn't want to come back. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I knew that. And that's why I kind of brought it up. Yeah. That's weird. That's cool, but I'm excited, man. Like, I mean, I love the I love the song "Top of the World." I'm excited for your 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 release on the uh, the 27th. 
called Hopeless Romantic. Yep. Um, but the next one will be, I mean, you'll be able to, you might as well say it's, it's, it's a cover song, but it's definitely a remake. Uh, the Richard Marks should have known better. Yep. December 2nd. I said the third, but it is the second. <laughs> yep. December 2nd. Saturday. That's awesome. Well, I mean, I wish you the best of luck. Where can people find you on social media? Because that's where the kids go these days. Nope. Um, I'm, I'm on all of them, but the ones that I get on is Facebook. So Bren, Brendan Star 12 at facebook.com. Uh, obviously, YouTube. Uh, I couldn't tell you what my Twitter is. I'm on, I'm on TikTok. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit better at TikTok. That's uh, that's, that's a Brendan. new space. That's not hard. Yeah, I like I like doing videos on there, and then I'll uh, move them over to Facebook. That seems to be working. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't worry about Twitter. Uh, Elon Musk is going to close the deal on Friday, and um, he's going to lay off seventy five percent of the staff, and I think Twitter will then implode. <laughs> I always thought it was keep up with some of the celebrities. Like I remember, uh, I used to keep up with Pink a lot. She did a tweet one time when she was taking a shit. <laughs> it was she was tweeting something on when she was on the shitter. Nice. Like I'm I'm on a toilet right now. You know, da da da. Um, this is something hilarious. Yeah, I never got into Twitter. I don't know why. It just it's just too much. It's a lot of uh, it just moves too fast for me. Obviously, yeah. I think it'll it'll go away because. Uh, Elon Musk is not going to spend, you know, what, forty is it four billion dollars or whatever it might be? I forget what the number is, but he's not going to spend that money and then just let it, you know, go away. But he wants to buy it out and just, I don't, yeah, it's just you know, today is the uh, what's today's date? The twenty sixth of October. Um, I think he's going to close. The, I saw a video today. He walked into Twitter headquarters with a like a literal kitchen sink, and um threw it on the counter and said, um, oh shit, what do you say? Something about like, not I'm throwing the kitchen sink at it, but like, I forget. I'm going to, I'm going to fuck it up. But his goal is to close the deal by Friday, the 28th, whatever it is. But um, I don't know. It's, it's a whole weird thing. His plan is to lay off 75% of the staff at Twitter. Um, This whole thing is like, you know, an issue with a percentage of, you know, uh, Pages on Twitter being fake. I, I don't know. It just it's it's the wild west for me. I'm out. Let's just get it more like under control because a lot of people tend to get shut down on Twitter or suspended. Or yeah, yeah. But that happens on Facebook too. I mean, I uh, <clears throat> I got I got I got a warning one time on Facebook. My, one of my wife's friends posted a picture of her husband struggling to put together something for the house. Maybe it was a, a table or a, a cabinet, whatever it might be. And she posted, she took a picture of him, posted it on Facebook and said, I love, you know, watching my husband like stressed out or, or, or whatever it may have been along those lines. And I wrote, I commented on it. I said, that's because women are evil. I'm like, that's an evil thing to do is to like put your mm-hmm. husband in a position where he's like stressed out. And I, all I said was that's because women are evil, and I got, I got a, a warning for that. Do you believe that <laughs> shit? Like, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but I don't know, man. 
I wish you uh, the best of luck with uh, all your upcoming songs and obviously the album again that's uh, due out January 27th called Hopeless Romantic. Um, yep. I wish you can continue success on the uh, current song, Top of the World. Anyone listening or watching, please go check that out on the streaming services or on YouTube. Great song. And uh, dude, thanks you so much for reaching out to me and, and, and taking the time to yeah. talk about who you are and what you do and, and, and all that kind of stuff because uh, I love doing this. I, I love meeting new people and I love being introduced to new music. So uh, thank you again. And I hope that I could, uh, m- my platform can introduce uh, my listeners and my audience to you. So yeah, for sure. Appreciate it. So whatever I can do to help, let me know. And uh, yeah. hopefully uh, you'll make your way up to, uh, you know, the Hanover that I am near. Yeah. And maybe you'll play one of these, these areas, like the V spot in Scranton is a great venue. Yeah. Um, whatever contacts you have. I mean, I'll just send them over to my manager. Sure. And we can, I think the goal is, is uh, in February, I'm going to try to, I'm going to be doing a lot of regional stuff. That's, that's my plan. So I think February, I want to hit it pretty hard. All the regional stuff. Well, I've worked yep. in media for uh, all of my career, um, entertainment newspapers, uh, radio, things like that. So I do have some connections at local venues here. So hit me up if you're uh, looking to get up this way, and uh, I'll see what I can do for you. Yeah, we'll drop some links. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much again, I'll, and uh, best of luck. I'll I'll, um, I'll drop you the link of the, the next single in the, your inbox to show you. You have something you can listen to it before it drops. Sweet man, yeah, hook you up. Well, thanks for uh, all of the uh, announcements. Uh, you heard it here first on this podcast. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Grant, uh, well, I mean, this should release. Let me see here. Uh, I have one for this. Is it'll be the first or second week of November, so it may not be the first time people hear about it, but. Thank you, nonetheless. I appreciate the uh, shout out. Oh, yeah. So, best of luck, man. Yeah, thanks, man. All right. Appreciate it. We'll see you. Take care. Later.